Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. This is the Paradise Campaign. We have our entire party sans our warlock. So we have our fighter. Hey, this is Nick playing Nalos, the Triton fighter. Our bard. Hi, this is Lauren playing Vala, the Asimar bard. Our barbarian. Hey guys, this is Koo playing Pahokwi, the Yakfolk Barbarian, and is what is definitely the first take of this introduction. Yeah, duh, of course. Why would there be other <laughs> takes? I would leave those in if there was other takes. Um, probably. Our rogue. Hi, this is Elise. I play Leonara, the Furball Rogue. And our druid. Hi, this is Clay playing Krek, the Arakoa Druid. Right, so... um. I believe when we last left off, the party had just left the capital of Felwind, heading towards Ketas to the south, where they would then turn into the woods off the road towards the closest druid circle, inquiring if they could find dirt from a ley line, I believe. Is that right? Sounds correct to me. Okay, so it's only uh, like a day or so travel on the road to get to Katas. So, uh, any, any rituals that you guys want to do while you're traveling? Um, uh, not that I can think of, uh, uh, drink my beer. From okay. my <laughs> I do 100 push-ups every day that we're traveling. Yes. Naturally. <laughs> Drink four gallons of beer every day. <laughs> it's not even eight yet, man. <laughs> I might be dead before we get there. Right. I mean, you are a bird man. You're not. Yeah. You're not heavy set. Yeah, I'm, I'm ninety pounds. <laughs> you're ninety pounds, and like twenty of it is just beer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys reach the borders of Katas. You recognize this town. This is probably the first uh, city that you all came into when you reached Felwyn Forest. And, uh, yeah, so do you guys want to stop at Katas for any reason, or is this just like a point of reference before you turn into the wood? I want to take a bath. I think we've been traveling for a while, and... We've been traveling for a day. My point still stands. Now, is there civilization at Mario's bed? I forget. Uh, yeah, it was it was hinted at that there are uh, gnomish and halfling tinkerers that live in Mario's bed. Okay, so I wasn't sure if I needed to to load up on rations or or not. Might be there a while, but it can. Uh, it's probably fine. Find food there. Okay. Alright, anything else? So you guys yeah, good. take a couple hours to freshen up before you hit the road or Um yeah. if we're stopping, uh I want to go to the inn, order three dozen eggs and do a hundred more push ups. Okay. <laughs> so uh between the the bath and the large amount of food it's three gold. Fantastic. In a yeah, couple it... of hours. It it just sank in how like weird the stories Nalos will go back and tell his family are. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, surface people are weird, man. They just they eat a lot of eggs. 
Yep. <laughs> I fish people eat a shit ton of caviar. I mean, probably, but we don't eat, like... Caviar is small. It's not, like, three dozen eggs From a that bird. he just seems to eat, like, every day. <laughs> yeah. Eating three dozen caviar is, like, a couple spoonfuls. Eating three dozen eggs is a couple stomachfuls. There's going to be an egg shortage when we leave this place. Or the Do I have four food. stomachs? No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Why would you have four stomachs? Yeah, that's cows. That's not yaks. Maybe. Maybe. I don't and, know. And I don't know anything about yaks. So, like, the reason why herd uh, grazing animals have that many stomachs is to help them digest the completely nutritionless grass. Yeah, I just hey, looked man. it up. They have four stomachs. All right. Hey man, maybe I do. Do you know how hard it is to survive on the tundra when you got fucking giant worms? You know, actually, believe it or not, I do. Yeah, I wonder why you do. Yeah, so Hopi, why aren't you a vegetarian? You know what? Why don't we just continue the storyline while I eat my eggs? Uh, oh, okay, so you don't really care about how many stomachs you have at this point. You're just like... Not right now, anymore. not anymore. Oh, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> But what if I did have four? But what if you did? But you don't. I know. I don't know. That would be like a that'd be a problem, man. I appreciate the citation. Right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, you all are. Uh, do, do you have any idea on how you're going to be traveling to the local druid circle? Um. How thick is the woods? Could we take our horses in? Um, you certainly could, but you'd be moving at half pace for sure. Uh, um, then I would suggest um, finding a, like a barn to bunk our horses in. A stable then? Stable. To... Party for the horses. <laughs> what? I agree. Yeah. We should find a Mount Motel. <laughs> the true name. <laughs> right. All right, so you guys are are able to find plenty of stables in Katas to uh, to house your animals, and since they recognize you in, at being in the employ of Chet, and because it's Katas, which is like kind of like the direct sister city to the capital, they uh, they don't charge you any housing fee for your animals. Cool. Cool. Um, I cool. guess Everyone I have to leave Chesapeake mouths? here. Or, are you leaving Chesapeake? He for Wait, sure that slow down everybody as well. Um, so here's how I would play it. If you guys want to move, so so okay. Think of it like this, right? If everyone has 30 move speed, which I know is not true, but I'm just like bear with me. Right. Uh, say the entire party has 30 feet of move speed, right? If you uh -huh. guys are moving at half speed, you're moving at 15. But if you guys are on if you guys are on horses, which have a move speed of sixty, and you're half time, then you're still moving thirty. Right. The real complications with that come into like moving silently. You guys would probably have to move at a crawl. Um, but you guys have never once been like, "We'd like to travel silently." That's true. So, That's good because I don't think we can. 
We don't really do subtle. No, you guys really don't, even though you have all hey. the tools in your fucking armory to do so. I hunted a hippopotamus one time, quite silently, thank you very much. I mean, That's true. silently in, like, you threw a javelin into it, the hippo got real mad. And yeah, but you made me pass a stealth check before that, yes. and it was good. Okay, if you want to be, like, high road, technically I'm correct, then sure. Of your guys' stealth rolls, you guys have done pretty well. Actually? <laughs> So yeah, I did. We did. I did do really well on my. St Wait a minute, I didn't do any stealth rolls. Yeah, of I course, totally yeah. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it never happened. Now, yeah. okay. Well so then, like, yeah, if, I would. If only one of you were to bring a mount, i.e., Nalos, I would make you like. Okay. I I would have some liberties, with your travel, but I I don't think that you would be outpacing or underpacing the rest of your party if they were on foot. Okay. Then yeah, Chesapeake totally comes with me. I can't just trust these these forest folk to know how to take care of a giant crab. I mean, that one town was just like we just throw like five chickens at it, right? And it's happy. I guess. Like I guess I don't know. I've never thrown chickens at her. That's a lot of chickens. That really <laughs> cuts down on the amount of eggs I can eat in well, that town. It's a giant fucking crab. Like, you think you eat a lot. <laughs> Crabs are big. Anyway. Okay. So, you're taking Chesapeake. Everyone yes. else is stabling their animals in Katas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what else? What direction you head? Right into the woods. <laughs> okay. What direction? A general south. Uh, well, south. South by Southwest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it being a druid circle, I head the direction that our druid goes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Does anyone want to like ask an animal or sense something? <laughs> do I? <laughs> can I pick up a couple sticks and uh, do a divining rod to find this uh, druid circle? <laughs> do you have something that would allow you to do that normally? No. Well then, I don't no. believe so. Okay. I... This is when I want to pull out my talking to the plants. Um, where am I asking them to lead us to? I guess it'd be the closest druid circle. And okay. Who are you asking? Um, I can use speak to plants or speak to animals. Um, so I guess I want to... I don't know. Is there a... <laughs> happy-looking bunny around or something that I could entice with a, a day's ration? I don't know. Is there sea survival? Let me see. Um, would that be survival or in perception? You are actually hunting down a guide, so survival. Okay, I've got... I'm pretty good at that. Sixteen. Alright, you find a mostly unaware rabbit that you can talk to. Okay. Um, I want to go up to the rabbit and say... Uh, Handle animal or it's going to spook. That's animal handling. Okay, not so good at this one. Especially when my die falls away. Um... 
That one's gone forever because it rolled under the bed. So. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, three. It hops away, probably. Oh, does it? What does it do? Oh, okay. Because for a second I thought maybe you were the DM. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Sorry. Um... <laughs> No, yeah, you you walk up and you're like, "Hello, fellow woodland creature," and the rabbit's like, "What the fuck?" and runs away. <laughs> well, that sounds about right. Uh, 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 all right. <laughs> um, uh, I'll crack help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll, I, I will cast Speak with Plants. Okay. Um, and just imbue all of the plant life within 30 feet, feet of me into sentience. As, as this, this card says, uh, mm. allowing them to give ability of communication with you and follow simple commands. Uh, I'd like for them to point to the closest ley line. Okay. They give crossing. you a direction that is pretty, like, off southwest in the yeah. south direction. Neat. Let's 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 follow the where those branches are pointing. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty right. cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I imagined <laughs> yeah. like all of the plants in the area like respond, mm -hmm. but like only the ones that make up the arrow move. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So do you guys have a of a general point to go. Yeah. Hmm. We'll just. Uh, and the wood is not up. terribly dense right off the road. It's not like it's basically a wood wall when you get off the path. Uh, but it gets dense quickly. Maybe a hundred, hundred, hundred fifty feet away from the road, you can no longer see the road. Mm. So all right. It's probably uh, some amount of hours before you guys reach the area. Um, I'm going to need a survival check every hour to keep you guys on point. All right. Survival check every hour. Uh, so. <laughs> start rolling. <laughs> I've got a pretty good survival, so... Is that for uh, just him? Uh, well, someone needs to do it. All right. Well, okay. I, I can do it. Uh, for my first one is 12. Okay. Good enough. And another one? Nine. Okay. Another one? Oh, there we go. Uh, 19. Okay. Another one? 16. Okay, it's becoming dusk, but you feel like you're you're close, but there's still <laughs> quite a quite a march. So either you can finish this trek in the darkness or set up camp for the night and probably perform that little talk with plants ritual in the morning. Yeah. All right. Well, what would uh, what would you guys like to do? Walk around in the dark or set up camp in the middle of the uh, middle of the forest? Hmm. Mm. It's a bit thick out here. I don't think we should be walking around in the dark of night I mean, trying to point, figure like, it out. 
at this point, you guys would need to, like, take a half hour to find somewhere big enough for you guys to even call a camp. Yeah. <clears throat> well. I guess let's find a place to camp then. Yeah. Okay. So you guys find, like, a sort of shale outcropping that sticks out from a from a slope that uh, Chesapeake can sleep on top of, and you guys can all huddle underneath or you know, set up tents or such. It's perfect. All right. Do you guys, like, set a campfire and have a real night of it, or are you guys just going to, like, try and be quiet and dark? Um... Either way, I'm not setting up my tent. I'm going to use it as a blanket like I did when I was blackout drunk in that town. Yep. Ah, the good old days. Uh, of like a week ago. ago. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll gather up some some sticks and stuff and uh, throw them in a pile. Yep. And, uh, druid craft. Use, use magic to <laughs> set it aflame. One druid craft later. <laughs> that is so cool. You make that look so easy. Because it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can do that, right? Nope. He can well, like, it. never once lit a fire. Well, I guess, I guess you don't need fire underwater. Nope. Well, you might need it, but you can't have it. <laughs> also true. <laughs> okay. Um, is anyone going to stay on guard or watch or anything? I was going to say. This is the woods. It's terrible out here. I shall stay on guard. Yeah, I'll take second watch. Okay. It should be very obvious, like, nothing has been aggressive, and but you've seen plenty of wildlife on your right. nature walk for the day. Um, you know, sometimes you'll see, like, a loafing bear or something like that in the distance. It takes no real interest in you all, but, you know, looks over. You guys can clearly see it. It's not scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can also take a shift if we need it. Yeah. I can take a watch at some point. And the night is actually kind of a beautiful cacophony of the middle of the forest. You definitely aren't alone, but you might be the biggest thing in this area. Good to know. (laughs) I could be the even bigger thing (laughs) in the area. Say the size of a house. God damn it. But then your blanket won't work. True. Then it's like a neckerchief, right? <laughs> and an and ascot. I ain't becoming Fred. Right. <laughs> but Chesapeake would definitely be Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I believe who, it. So everyone goes to sleep except for First Watch, who is who. Uh, I guess I, I'll be first watch. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and give me a... What's your passive perception? My perception? Uh, ten. Okay. Alright, so you guys... Uh, it's it's really peaceful. I mean, it's it's been a while since you guys have been out under the stars for camp. Uh, under cloud cover, at least. Because the, the roads actually see the sky. So, and you guys have been camping just off the side of the road as you've been traveling between township and township. And, you know, it's not a quilted 
goose feather bed, but it's it's probably nice, rustic if 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 anything else. And uh, so okay, first watch is over. It's pleasant. the The fire needs some more wood, but it's a uh, second watch, which is who? Me. All right. What's your passive perception? Fifteen. Okay. So, um, you know, Pogwi, you go to sleep, right? Yes. And, In uh, my tent uh, cape thing. Your tent roll. And uh, Va- uh, Nara, you notice that the the brush is really dense. You know, uh, you guys are on, like I said, you're you're sort of camping under this shale outcropping, and Chesapeake's above it. Um, which you notice actually, uh, Chesapeake hasn't moved. Clearly alive, like it's you know you hear it's occasional. Do do crabs sleep? I actually don't know. You know that's a good question. I would find out. I have to. Uh, Me too. The night that we research all the things, yeah, super fun. (laughs) Well, I hope you all were buckled up for some learning on animals tonight. They do sleep. Okay. Yeah. Some are even nocturnal. (laughs) Well, yeah, okay. I I figured they did, but I just, like, I've never seen a crab sleep. Right. Funny enough, I searched the question in the first, uh, and the first thing was, do crabs sleep upside down? They don't. Actually, there's a, a YouTube video when I searched it that shows how to put a crab to sleep. And what do you um, do? I don't know. I'm, I'm about to watch. All right, well, you let me know eventually. Yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah, fun. Don't, don't, don't let them know. That's me. It's a trap. <laughs> Which is correct. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, yeah, Chesapeake's asleep. Um, so I guess really nothing. I had, like, something planned for if it would be weird for a crab to sleep. But since that's normal, never mind. Um, but you notice the the brush is really thick around camp. Um, there's like the probably one or two paths that you guys have walked in and out of the camp to grab kindling and to come into this area, but everything else is pretty thick. Um, and there's a fallen tree that seems to have some something on it. Uh, that you guys must have overlooked because it's it's quite clearly glowing with some sort of bioluminescent in the night. I'm sorry. I was watching that video. What's happening? <laughs> I was also not on push to talk, so uh, that's fine. Um, I see a glowing luminescent thing on a fallen tree nearby and I obviously can't just let that be so I'm going to use my wand of detect poison and disease um, just to see if it will harm me if I well so when th- when you cast that spell you kind of get like a like a visor on your on your eyesight and you see like certain things will glow or you know, basically, you see like a "don't touch" sign in like you know magic glow. Yeah. So, do I see a "don't touch" sign on the 
bioluminescent. No, you don't. But you do see a couple like patches of poison ivy or poison oak or some manner of rash-inducing leaf in the area. Um. Okay. I will. No. Um, do, over... speak, do you speak Elven? I do. I am the only one in the party that does. So you hear the little ball of light sort of fumble around, almost drunkenly flying in loose circles, kind of like a slow fly. Have you ever seen like a slow fly flying around? Yeah. Um, and you can hear it in Elvish. It's singing a child's song. Maybe not a song you've ever heard, but you can detect pretty quickly, like, oh, this is like almost a sort of thing you'd hear a bunch of human kids singing as they trot down the street sort of thing. That's uh, good. Do I recognize what it is? Can I make a nature check or anything? What the song is or the creature? The creature. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and put an arcana check to that. Ten. Man, you've heard of glowing lights in the forest. They don't exist in the jungle because they get eat. Um, but you've heard in, in, in other woods that there are these small, mostly harmless beings of light that sort of often are spotted at night. Okay. Well, mostly harmless seems innocent enough. I will go up and investigate it. Okay. So you walk out of camp and you sort of like push yourself through the tall brush around the campsite and you oh, realize wait, 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 wait. before I leave camp, can I like scrawl a note and say, you know, following a floating light? No. Okay. <laughs> Cause you already goofed and you know it now. Yep. So you as you leave camp, you sort of trip for a moment and then you realize that there's the there's like almost like imagine if you had the strength to bend a tree right and it's like a a two foot tall uh trunk of wood that's around the camp almost like a like a chin tall barrier and, uh, okay. But you just, you know, you trip over it a little bit, and then you're on the other side. And the little glowing ball sort of approaches you in the same sort of innocuous flight pattern. And you can hear that song a little more clearly. It's not very well practiced, and it's not very well sung, but it's kind of cute. Um, okay, I will say do it in Elven. Uh, you know, where, where are you leading me? Um, it sort of stops its singing as it sort of flies around you in, in circles, like just about shoulder level. Um, and it's, it says in Elven, very candidly, I'm not leading you anywhere, but you are a weird folks. And why not look into weird folks? Okay, well, we are weird. I will grant you that. Uh, if you're looking into us, maybe you can help us. 
Um, so the, the ball of light sort of stops on a small branch from one of the standing trees. And uh, you can see the sort of sphere of light fade. And you can see in its stead a small, maybe four inch tall, uh, little woman with butterfly wings in a sort of spider silk dress. Weirder, but okay. Um, just just tell you don't believe in fairies. Yeah, <laughs> you have no power over me. Uh, I mean, the little light thing didn't answer my question, so. I just didn't know if you had a response to it changing its form. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll recognize it and be like, oh, uh, okay, well, maybe you can have an easier time helping us now. Oh, it's just fine. But I suppose I could help. I have till the sunrise, at least. Where is it that you need help? And in what way? Uh, we're looking for a the, the nearest druid circle or or ley lines, preferably you know druid circles near ley lines. Her sort of childish behavior comes to the surface a little, and she like raspberries at you. The I tall, take little moose ears back at her. She giggles and says, "The tall tree talkers. You want to go see those boring old people?" Oh. I do. I have really boring adult stuff to talk to them about. Well, then wake your friends, because they're coming, and you're going to want to be awake when they get here anyway. They're coming? Well, yeah. You guys are on their home. Do they not like it when people are on their home? Well, they like to know who was at their home, at least. Okay. Well, I guess that's fair. We didn't knock. Uh, is there any way to let them know who we are before they get here? I could tell them. They listen to me. Although I don't like to listen to them. They talk too much. They do. Well, I mean, I'm assuming because they're adults and adults talk too much. I'm 300 uh, years old. I am, like, not that old, I don't think. I think furbogs don't live to be very old. So, I may be young in years, but I am very wise in worldview. Uh, so if you can just tell them that we mean them no harm, uh, that would be great. She puts her hand out expecting payment. I hand her... Yeah, I'll give her some gold. Um, she, she looks at the gold coin that you're about to offer, and she just, like, puts her arms out wide to show the size of the coin, and then, like, next to her, it's, like, half the height of her, almost. And she's like, I don't need that. I saw your friend, the one that can fly but doesn't. Uh-huh. He smells of what you people drink a lot. <laughs> uh, what? He smells of what you drink a lot. I want some. It's merry make. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have any on me, but I can go get you a, a small, like, thimble full of, of some wine or beer. Oh, just open it. <laughs> wine or beer? Okay. I might be asleep, but I like the cut of her jib. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, can I go steal some some wine from or some beer from whoever has it? I mean I guess I have to wake him up too. So I'll say, yeah, just okay. uh let me go get my friends and, and we'll when you turn around you hear her go, Shh it tastes better if they don't know I have it. <laughs> I nod specifically. Yep. Little revenge on Karak. <laughs> Alright, well, before I wake them up, I'm gonna steal some beer. Okay. Uh, I imagine Craig is just asleep, like, like, cradling the jug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can, can I, like, sleight of hand it to replace it with a... Yeah, go else? ahead and give me a, a sleight of hand. Alright. A classic Indiana Jones move? Right. Um, seven... All right, Karak, give me a at disadvantage. Um, fuck. Insight. Insight. <laughs> um, well, at disadvantage, it's twenty-two. Book. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, never wake up, Karak. Jesus. So, Karak, you wake up to. Leonara like leaning in holding like a bedroll under her left arm and her other hand on your jug clearly about to swap them out do you want some beer yes please um alchemy jug alchemy jug please give to me beer okay <laughs> good night <laughs> A beautiful poem. <laughs> <laughs> alright, I'll, I'll say, uh, alright, thanks, but uh, you don't know I have this. And then walk away and wake everybody else up. Alright, so do you like take the flagon or whatever you filled with beer back to the sprite? Yeah, I'll rouse everybody and just say, hey, hey, get up, we gotta, we gotta get a move on, let's go, let's do go, let's you, go. Do you give it to her first? Um, yeah, yeah. I'll... Okay, so you just, like, alright, so you walk back over, and you notice that the, the wooden, like, shin-tall wall is now knee-tall, and you trip over it again. God damn it. And, uh, the, the sprite just, like, jumps into the flagon like a swimming pool. Uh, and then, like, you can just see her, like, swimming around in it, and, like, take, just, like, open her mouth and make several swallows of of beer that barely makes a dent in the liquid level uh, <laughs> and like crests out of the the frothy water and you know goes back and like shakes the excess off and goes that was fantastic i'll go tell the old guys <laughs> even more drunkenly than before flies away Alright, cool. Well, I go back to camp and wake everybody up and tell them what happens. That a drunken tiny person uh, is off to tell the the what what did she call them? The tall old tree talkers. Yeah, the, the troll, tall old tree talkers that were harmless. Huh. Well, that's good, I guess, yeah. except they're on our way. Yeah. 
would she say about us being in their home? They like to know who's in their home. I didn't know we were in their home. Oh, we were just in the forests. Well, apparently, the forest, forest is not free and natural. It is owned. Oh. I see. I'll have to tell them that Chad owns the forest. I'm sure that will go wonderfully. Yeah. <laughs> sure, they won't have any issues with that. Yeah. I wonder if Chad seems like super them. nice to us. Yeah. What if they're just like hippies, man? Um, there's a rustling in the bushes. I ready my glaive. Okay. I'll just yell hello. Uh, I'm gonna yell in Elvish. Uh, just hello. We 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 come in peace. <laughs> we come in peace. Ignore the yak folk. Yak. <laughs> um. Nalos, you hear. Chesapeake chitter nervously. Uh, I will climb up and I guess scratch under her chin. Uh, you climb okay. up to the top of the outcropping and yeah. you see that Chesapeake has been mildly restrained by vines. <gasps> oh no! Doesn't seem to be in any pain, but definitely is held down. Alright, then I'm going to grab my, my trident and not not be like taking an aggressive stance, but at least just have it in my hand. Okay. Are you like in a protective stance toward Chesapeake or... Yeah. Okay. Alright, so and it's at this point that scan, you have... Good? I'll scan more around, you know, the dark forest with my, my nine passive perception. Well, yeah. I mean, nine <laughs> passive, but I mean, bare naked, I will tell you some of what I'm about to say. Okay. Uh, so with everyone kind of on guard at this point, you all realize that there is shadowy figures outside of the campfire light, outside of the camp. And that rustle in the bush was a wooden wall that's growing around the perimeter of the camp. And in Nalos's, uh heightened position, you can see that there are several of these humanoid figures in the trees. Oh. The camp is undeniably surrounded. Uh, ooh. Well. Do I uh, see any more of the glowing lights? You do, but you see them on the shale outcropping that you've all been uh, camping in, on, and around in fact, spiraling lines of of lights that sort of um, like imagine if you made a cone with your fingers and like like went from all of your fingers outstretched to pinching them together uh, on a stone that and spiraled it. So like spiraling lines of symbols in the the shale outcropping. Oh. Karak, you'll recognize this as druidish. Oh. I I would I, I would like to read what's on the rocks. <laughs> Names. 
Names. Definitely names of people. Probably druids. It's the oh. names of the druish princess we're here to rescue. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's... Uh, I'll... <laughs> I'll just shout into the darkness. Uh, it's, it's cool. I'm one of you guys. Do you say that in common? I'll, I'll say it in Druidic. <laughs> okay. So you guys hear Karak say some shit in a language that you've never heard him speak before. Uh, Bless you. <laughs> it's at uh, this point that the wood walls that have been obviously growing around the perimeter of the camp hasten, and within just a few seconds, you guys are completely encapsulated in a wooden dome. The only light inside of your camp is your flickering campfire and the mildly glowing runish words along the shale outcropping. Except for my glorious mantle, <laughs> cloak, which is now glowing. Okay, so you command word that to glow? Yes. Okay. Uh, guys, I don't, I don't think they like other druids. Well, at least their damn home has some fucking walls now. Yeah. Um, are we going to try and blow out of this thing? Uh, <laughs> you just say the word. How, how big around is this, uh, this dome that we're in? Let's say it's a 60-foot wide circle. I, I'm sorry, you cut out. How many foot wide? 60. 60? Okay. That's per big. That yeah. is huge. Hmm. Alright, I will be right back. I can't find my spell sheet, so... Alright, well, let's just take a fiver. Okay. And we'll come back to this in a minute. Alright, so... You guys are in this dome situation, and... Do you just wait? Do you do something? What do you cast? Um, I want to start trying to... Cut the vines that are holding down Chesapeake. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're not magical. They don't... They, you go. You, you're able to sever them very easily. Okay. I would like to knock on the wooden wall like a door. Um, as you reach your hand, you see the wood turn to spikes. Oh. <laughs> um, really good thing I didn't charge it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, a small amount of time later, like maybe 30 seconds, uh, you can hear there's some sort of chant outside. It's hard to hear through wood, but you can definitely make out there's some sort of chanting going on. Hmm. Um, and uh, Karak, you recognize this is some kind of spell. This is a druid spell. Uh, can I... It's. Can I make it out whatsoever? Without without an Arcana check, no. Can, can, can I roll an Arcana check? I mean, I'd say it's a pretty good idea. Yeah, it's that's an an intelligence, and I have zero intelligence. <laughs> I'm a druid. Let's find out how I do here. Eight. It's a powerful spell. Hmm. Guys, I'm afraid. 
We, uh, I think we. You can't tell us here. you're afraid because now we're afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I this. I would like to not be in here anymore. There's some druids doing some powerful druid shit outside. Well, then allow me. Well, hold tight. I'm... Oh. <laughs> because a, a, a small section of the wood is going to fall away, and a pair of druids, or very obviously are druids, I guess, walk through the door side by side. They both look like very old high elves. Hmm. Um, they're dressed in what is probably finery among their people, but it almost looks like they just like stuck glue to themselves and rolled around in autumn. Um, and then the other, I guess the 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 woman of the two, because there's a male, a man, and a woman, and the woman looks like that, where she's almost sort of wearing a kind of uh, Victorian style dress that's just made entirely of of leaves, like dead leaves. And then the man is wearing a similar tone of finery, except in sort of spring and healthy green leaves and sort of yellows and such. Um, the two of them very gently bow their heads. The man speaks in Druidic, and the woman speaks in Elvish. Uh, they see. They seem to speak in tandem, or uh, at the same time, rather. And uh, they say, "We bid you a welcome to our part of the forest. You are new to us, but not new to us too far, at least. We wonder your purpose, although we have clues. We wonder if you could enlighten us. Spare your names, for they're not needed." The world will know them in time. Tell us what it is that you need, what it is that you will do, and if we can help. Uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll speak in Druidic uh, and, and say uh, just that, um, well, we're mostly going, passing through Tamara's bed. So we're traveling there. Um, but there's a uh, a person who we're working for who needs some amount of dirt from where the ley lines cross in this forest. Uh, so we were we're wandering around here in the forest uh, trying to find us some dirt, and then we were going to leave. The the two old high elves. Um sort of open their eyes a little wider. They've sort of been very relaxed in their expressions. <clears throat> but they step over towards Karak and seem to give you... They, they both give you a hug, almost as if you're like a young, you know, grandchild coming to see their elders. Um, so they, they, they sort of step up to you very slowly and then mm -hmm. try to embrace you. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll allow this. Okay. <laughs> they both in Do you druidic. accept the hug? <laughs> <laughs> so they in druidic, in druidic, the the man continues. Uh, he says, "Well, you are far from home. I'm sure the plains and arid wastes that you call home, and the nature that lives there, misses you. 
ours welcomes you. And so, from one to one other who follows the seasons, I will give you the gift that you look to find. And he just kneels down, and as he digs his hand into the dirt, um, who here casts any amount of spells? I mean, I kind of can. Um, I did yesterday with speak to cute little buddy. The people in the party that have spell slots. No. Oh, I have spell slots. Okay. Do do my furball ones count? No, they're not spell slots. Okay. Do not. Me, Vala, and Necro. Necro. The two of you sort of have like almost a snap of a vision where you can see these two blue... I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Oh, sorry. The two of you sort of have like a vision for just a second. You sort of see these two wide, maybe five, ten foot wide, blue streaks of energy ripple through the ground and cross each other right under the shale outcropping that you all just rested in. Uh, and the and standing right on top of it. Uh, the druid man takes a big heaping spoonful of two two hands of that earth that is probably still warm with what you guys were laying on it with. Uh, the old woman produces a large leaf that he dumps the dirt into and she wraps it up. And you see as she sort of closes it like a little dirt burrito the the leaf fuses to itself and sort of seals the dirt inside. She then extends the package to Karak. Uh, oh. I will accept it. Uh, and, uh, thank them for, for not killing us. <laughs> They both smile and said, like, with all trespassers, the thought occurs. But we are glad to find a cousin of another land in ours. We ask you favor if your wings would favor it. Uh, yeah. And with a single flick of the grandmother's wrist, the dome that's surrounding you all opens wide, almost budding like a flower. Uh, and you can see the full moon sky above you. The trees have bowed out of the way. Ooh. And they ask that you and the other one that glows, would you dance for their amusement? Show them how you flap your wings. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Dance in the moonlight. Alright, so do you tell... Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tell tell Bala that they they would wish to see us dance before we leave. (laughs) uh, For for fun. There's nothing weird going on, I promise. (laughs) Can you say that again? I I'm having connectivity issues. Uh, oh, the uh, the the druid couple uh, 
opened up the dome and they they want us to dance because because I have wings and you're glowy. I can't understand. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Can you hear any of us whatsoever? Yeah, I'm having like when I see the voice connected part, it's got it's like red, and I've got like one little bar. Okay. And I'm um. All right, so now we're resumed. So you're cool <laughs> with taking the druid in arm to go dance in the moon? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the the dome falls away, and you can see there's about 35 druids around the camp. And they all seem to be relaxed now when they were probably about to kill you. Could have taken them. <clears throat> <laughs> so... I will let one of you guys make a performance check, and the other one can assist them. I will make the performance check. <laughs> good. good. Alright, so Karak, with you assisting her, um, you get to make the performance check with advantage. Okay. No, I didn't... No, 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 she makes the check with advantage. Oh, she makes the check with advantage. Oh, I make it with advantage? Okay. Yeah, you're making the check, and because he's assisting you by being your dance partner, you're making the performance with advantage. Man, I didn't roll super high, even though I rolled twice. Um, so I got a 13. Okay. So um, does the rest of the party do anything while this it happens? Uh, I clap for them. Alright, so I assume you, like, sprout your wings for the one minute you have it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. So, you two fly up into the sky and perform a dance. Um, and, uh, so, both of you make wisdom saving throws. That's my good one. Twenty-six. Okay. So I imagine this dance as as one of the um, uh, Steven Universe fusion dances. Oh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's what's going down. In my mind, at least. Sure. So give me a wisdom save. Give you what? A wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw? Sure. Man. Oh, shit. Um, I got a five. Okay. Um, so you're affected by a spell of some sort that makes you absolutely overjoyed with the dance that you're doing. Um, and cool story. Uh, your wings don't run out after one minute. I'm what for one minute? Uh, your wings don't run out after a minute like they normally do. Okay. Um, in fact, everyone realizes probably way too late that it's been hours of them dancing in the moonlight as the druids chant and cheer and dance and sing. Oh. In fact... It's not until the sun begins to rise that you all realize you've danced the entire night away. 
we danced the night away. Can you repeat that, Ken? Oh, sorry. You've you've danced the whole night away. The sun is beginning to come up. Nothing yeah. still. I wonder what they were talking about earlier, because this has been going on for a while. I'm yeah. not even mad. That sounds like a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, but with the sun coming down, the two of you are immediately affected by two stages of exhaustion. All of your spell slots are emptied, and all of your prolonged rest abilities are exhausted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as you pantingly, exhaustingly sort of fly and float your way back down to the ground, uh, your light, wings of light finally fade, uh, and the two of you probably have a hard time keeping on your feet. Did the rest of the party see this? Yes, the whole thing. Yep. You guys, the the rest of the party didn't even get a fucking saving throw. They were entranced. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to smoke a cigarette and be like, that was a hell of a night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blow my horn of feels, and it says, I agree. <laughs> Through feeling. <laughs> so... Oh? Uh, the rest of the party, even though they didn't get much of a night's sleep, are all fully rested, and all have an additional an additional what? Uh, 15 temporary hit points for the next two days. Neat. But uh, your your two party members are completely fucking exhausted. Um... I mean, I, I could let at least well, like, one of I, them ride on Chesapeake for a while today. Of hmm? I, I could let one of you ride on Chesapeake for a day. That'd probably be nice. I guess I could carry one of you with my immense strength! And I flex. <laughs> Alright. I'm just, I'm just gonna faceplant. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fine. I'll drag him by his feet. <laughs> talons. Wait, With so who's carrying Sorry. me? You can ride on uh, Chesapeake for today. Sweet. That's what I do. Right. So as you guys sort of tend to your allies, you realize every druid is gone. Except for Karak. Karak's still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said that and I was like, man, I really hope that people are like, where's Karak? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I uh, I will pick Karak up and carry him like a backpack. Or or like a baby. No, I'll carry my arms like a little baby. <laughs> a little 90-pound chicken baby. <laughs> okay, so you guys noticed that the south-southwest is a begins a small little breadcrumb trail of small glittering stones. Alright, I'll walk up to him. Alright, you notice that they clearly draw a path through the woods ahead. Well... Usually, glowing things are pretty cool, so may as well just go this way. 
Okay. So you guys travel for a couple hours and then you see the woods ahead clear and you can smell steam and smoke ahead. Hmm. That's weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk over to where Pahokwe is and like tap on Karak to try and wake him up and be like, "Hey, you're you, you seem to know what's going on most of the time. What is all this?" Um, I'm gonna take out my map and just be like, "I think I think we're in this open bit." Down here. <laughs> the point to Marta's bed. <laughs> like I there's I don't know. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> okay. So As I carry him, I hum a traditional Yak folk song in comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, of course. I mean Ah, no, nah, I don't have a papoose with me. <laughs> I mean, you could That's just... the next time thing. Well, you could also just take your tent and wrap him up in a papoose. I do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so you're wearing right. Karak in a papoose. Yeah. Yes. Great. <laughs> Perfect. I'm sure that's not horribly uncomfortable for somebody with like giant wings sprouting out of their back. I imagine that it's like a low wrap. So I was very careful. Should I make a roll for wrapping? No, I imagine this would be second nature to you. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah. Wings tuck in pretty good. Okay. It's like, like any other bird. Yeah. Well... If we're here, um, I don't. So we just smell the stuff, right? We don't actually yeah, see. You guys haven't even yet. crested the the tree line yet. Oh, well then let's let's get out of this tree nonsense. Okay. It's so claustrophobic. Pretty quickly, you guys uh, break out the tree line. And no more than 30 feet past the tree line do you see a gigantic fissure the size of a town, if not bigger, by a fair amount. A it's a, a fissure, like a sheer drop into, into the earth. Oh, oh, I was thinking like a somebody who was fishing. No, no, no. Nah. The town. No, Maru's bed is a T-shaped drop into the ground. And you can see there, there's mountain goat paths that go, you know, down into the fissure. Uh, and there's clearly, you know, the occasional, you know, commotion around the perimeter, but nothing really near where you guys are. <laughs> and you can see that there's massive pulley systems going on. It looks like almost like a more well-constructed version of the goblin town in the Hobbit movies. Oh, okay. Huh. Much more well constructed. 
Like it's not a, it's not like someone spit a bunch of nails at some driftwood onto rock walls and said, "Nah, that'll hold." This is not a screaming OSHA violation. No, no. It would, if OSHA were a thing, it would not be that upset. Well, I mean, I guess let's just start walking down one of those little pathways. Okay. Yeah. I will follow. At the beginning of one of those pathways, the the one that you will end up at, we'll just say, mm-hmm. there is a pair of halflings wearing very uniform-looking garb uh, with little badges that are made of cloth embroidered into their tunics. Um, and they're playing some sort of board game against one another. It looks very similar to a, to a chess, what we in the real world would perceive it as. And uh, they sort of, one of them stands up and twiddles his long, deep mustache as you all approach. And he goes, what is it? Hmm. What is it your business here at Maru's bed today? Hmm? Hmm? Well, we were asked to get some, some, uh, Chris, crystalline pipe. Hmm, yes, of course. You must be seeing the Pipe Fitters Guild down by the Eastern Quadrant. Of course, it makes sense that you'd come this way. Hmm, hmm. Yes, the crystal pipe is very expensive, but it's worth the cost. You will find it can take any liquid from one place to another, provided you buy enough of it. Neat. Did the dragon tell us how much he wanted? Uh, ten feet. Yeah. It's not very much. I mean, I guess, maybe? We haven't heard the price yet. <laughs> Just trying to think what you would need 10 feet of pipe for. Oh, maybe he's going to make himself a real pipe. That'd be pretty neat. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, thank you. Um, is is there anything else that you would you would tell travelers to to check out while they're in this very interesting place? Well, of course. A couple of things. Just a moment, you tall one. And he sort of turns around and, like, you see he, like, looks at the other guy who hasn't gotten up and just, like, looks at the table, looks at him, looks at the table, flips the fucking board game. (laughs) The other guy, like, gets up and starts shouting in Dwarven. Uh, Does anyone speak Dwarven? Uh, No. I do not. Okay. He's shouting in a language that you don't understand, but you've seen a lot of short people shout in this language, so you can take a couple guesses. Mm. Um, and uh, on the other side of the game board is a clipboard type device with a lot of paperwork. So this halfling grabs it and goes, hmm, so I need you and all of your compatriots, including the crab, to sign yes. this documentation of your visit, where you intend to go, how much you intend to spend, how much you have to spend, and any presence, present affiliations that you and <laughs> your people have. Okay. I have a quill and ink if you don't have it, but that will cost you. Sure. I don't have any. Um, I know that so uh, Vala, yeah, Vala has quill and ink. Hold on one sec, guys. Mm-hmm. 
and I can't wait to roll an animal handling check to see if Chesapeake can write anything down. <laughs> yeah. So it's money you guys are looking for, huh? No, uh, ink and quill. Oh, I do. I carry those. Yeah, otherwise we have to rent it from them, and that'd be crazy. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, you see the two halflings have gotten into a slight slap fight. I'm sure that's totally normal. Continuing to curse in this language that you don't understand. All right. So, what is it? We have to write down what we're here for, how long we'll be here for. How much you plan uh, to spend, how much you have to spend, and any affiliations you have. Oh, neat. Okay. Do we have to give them this information? Whatever. I'll write it down. Um, so, Nautilus would write down that we're here for crystalline pipe, uh, 10 feet of it. Uh, he would write down that his name is Nalos. Um, that we are associated with Chet and the dragon called Felwind, who lives in Lake Felmoss. Um, that he has 290 gold and could spend as much as he feels like. Um... All right, so I assume everyone... I think that's it. Just let me know if anyone <laughs> lies. Um, I don't lie, but I do write that I'm here for a pot. Okay. <laughs> I write down that I'm here because my compatriots are here. Okay. I don't really see a reason to lie, so I guess I'll tell the truth. But... Uh, I'm going to be very careful with my, I just want you to know that I'm going to be very careful with my money because I feel like I'm suspicious that they have us write down how much we have. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to like make sure to keep it protected. Okay. Mm. So you all fill out the paperwork. Um, there's a sheet on the back of each one that says um, fill out only if you bring a pack animal. Ow. I'll go ahead and scribble down some things there. It's like, what is the animal's preferred name? What is its species? Uh, what is its purpose? Et cetera, et cetera. So you just write down like Chesapeake, giant crab. Yep. You know, all the things more. as honest as can be probably contributing more information than necessary. Right. But what is Chesapeake's purpose? It's a warm uh, to be, to be best the best friend. girl. Yeah. Uh, Chesapeake, best girl of this anime season. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So, all right, you guys fill out the paperwork, and then the halfling with a freshly welted eye um, takes it, looks it over, goes, hmm, hmm, yes, this all looks very, very good. That'll be one gold entry fee from the, each of you. And again, for your crystalline pipe, you want to go to the eastern quadrant. One of you is looking for pottery. That would be uh, the south side of the eastern quadrant, actually, uh, very convenient. And uh, the rest of you seem to just be following the other two. So, yes. Sounds good. Very good. Travel carefully. If you fall, you will be caught, but it will cost you. Okay. So, uh, Karak, are you going to come with me to uh, spin some pottery, or are you going to hop <laughs> out of the papoose? 
<laughs> Are we going to ghost for this? Um, so I'll just go ahead and cover the, the seven gold for all of us to get in. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll go with the Hope Queen. <laughs> yes! Okay. I really want to check out this crystal pipe. So I'm, that's it, where I'm going. Yep, same. All right, so you guys take... It's about an hour walk to get from the top of Maru's bed down to the base. You can see that it's very... Um, oh, jeez. What's the Native American tribe that lived in the sides of canyons? Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, goodness. It doesn't Pueblo. matter. We, we, we all can visualize that, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. very much how the people of this fisher live because this, this is clearly a city yeah i think you're thinking of the pueblo people of the southwest yes right? thank you yeah so if anything like this home situation probably seems pretty familiar to me i mean somewhat yeah they just you... have a harder time getting there right there there's walkways to deal with because they can't just vertically swim to their neighbors right but there's evidently police systems and large, wide nets to catch, uh, you know, safety problems. Um, there's bars. There's general stores. This is a regular town, by all accounts, um, until you get about halfway down, where it becomes very industrial very quickly. There's no more general stores. Everything is a foundry or a factory of some kind or caliber as you reach the bottom you see that there's these large, perfectly cylindrical digs into the earth where Maru's mm. bed is getting deeper. Uh, and But you reach the floor of the, of the fissure, and you can see that there are several signs. You've noticed that pretty much everyone that lives in Maru's bed is the occasional dwarf, but mostly gnomes and halflings. Mm. Um, you'll see a couple elves. Maybe they're there on travel. Uh, maybe a human or two, a dragonborn, etc. But uh, pre- predominantly, this is a gnome, halfling, dwarf township. Hmm. Oh, I lied on my letter thing. Oh. Oh, uh, what'd you say? I didn't tell them we had a contract for them. Hmm. That's a grudgeon. <laughs> That's a grudgeon indeed. <laughs> okay. Oh. So now we're gonna get beat. You all get approached <laughs> by a sort of patrol. It's only about three members deep, and they seem more cordial guides than anything else. The uh, front and center is a dwarvish woman. She is taller than her two compatriots, a halfling and a gnome, respectively. Quite the, quite the um, sampling pool of this town. Hmm. Uh, but she stands with her hands on her hips, on her half plate, and looks you all up and down as if she needed to look down at all, and goes, well, you're awfully tall to be this deep into the fissure. What do you all need? And I can point you in the very least at the right direction so you don't get in the way of any shipments. Okay. Um, well, I need 10 feet of crystalline pipe. Um, I also should probably talk to whoever keeps this place running. 
We have we have a paper for them to sign from Chet. I don't know of no Chet, but I can tell you where you need to go, young man. Wonderful. She points with her thumb out of her right fist, just over her right shoulder, towards what you can see is clearly some sort of dug into the side of the fissure, a large establishment of some sort. And she goes, you can get your pipe down that way. I hope you brought your wallet. It's going to be pricey. Uh, and in accordance to the people that run this here town, you're going to be looking the other direction. She points through you. Uh, you want to head along the south side of the south end of Maru's bed. You'll find a nice large manor that doesn't look like it belongs here because it doesn't. But that's where you'll find the movers and shakers that dictate what you can and can't pick down here. Well, thank you. And do you happen to know where I can find a ceramic shop? Uh, the gnome to her left sort of pipes up. Uh, Captain, she sort of nods. Yes, um, well, I'm a big fan of pottery myself, which uh, uh, actually makes sense that you would need such a thing. I've read of your people. We, we, we might impress you with the quality of work we can do. Uh, just down, and she, he sort of point, points closer, but on the same side of the fissure wall as the large foundry for the crystal pipe, but much closer. And he goes, there are several ceramic, well, art, 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 artisans of clay, I think is the term. Uh, they, they, they would be glad to help you. Uh, now, I know you and your people have a spiritual connection to your clay weave, uh, so they might charge you extra to use their tools to uh, kill your clay. But they would definitely let you do it if you have the coin. Good, good, good. Thank you. And so the dwarf wow. woman sort of like, you know, crosses her arms across the middle of her half plate uh, breastplate and goes, well, if that's be all. I think so. Mind your path. The merchants have sway here. Don't get in their way. They immediately walk off. I guess off towards the two shops that we need to go to first. Yeah, I'm getting concerned about how expensive this is going to be. I'm yeah. sure it's fine. We didn't. Did we get an advance? Did we? <laughs> no. Do we have any way to purchase this? I mean, uh, you did have an entire fistful of gold thrown at you. That's A dragon true. fistful. That is. Yeah. That's right. I'm sure you're good for it. In the meantime. I have some pottery to throw. We have some people who can be invisible and have some stealth rolls. Uh, yeah. I'm just, just, I'm just saying. Just casually mentioning it. Yeah. I mean, but you can't yet. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> Not for another day or so. <laughs> we can stay here <laughs> for a little bit. All right. I can only stay invisible for six seconds, so I can't exactly pretend like I'm not here. <laughs> What's the invisibility spell? Like an hour, I think. Yeah. Oh, well. So who goes to which one? Um, I'm going to go to uh, what I assume is a barn meant for pottery. Um... 
I mean, you can hop out of your papoose if you want to. <laughs> yeah, or... I'm, I'm, I'm snoozing. Okay, good. Was that Great. like not even low key a fucking pottery barn joke? Yeah. Okay. I want you to know that I laughed. Good. <laughs> I thought good. it was good. Um, I hope to see fan art of how, what I envision the next part to be. <laughs> I, I want to see fan art of fucking Karak in a papoose. I want to see fan art of Karak in a papoose while I throw clay around him and fucking straight ghost it like fucking Patrick Swayze. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Yeah, there you go. No, you just, you keep hammering this fucking ghost reference. (laughs) You're like, no, it's a real good bit. It's gonna land. Like, dude. You gotta commit to it. I mean, you do have to commit, but... (laughs) You have to commit to the bit, man. You got to, you got to. All right. I've been waiting 20 goddamn sessions to make a ghost <laughs> reference with my goddamn pot. That's true, that's true. I hear you. All right. All right. So they're going that way. I was going to go acquire that crystalline pipe. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know who's going with me. Anyone is welcome to. I'm going with you. Yep, going to. Cool. Okay. All right, so you guys uh, will handle that first. Since actually, we'll do the um, the clay one first. You, so you guys sort of gently split up. Uh, Bogui and Karak, since you're closer, you walk into the uh, clay um, establishment that has no aesthetic related to barns. Uh, okay, good. Yep. You find no yep. nobles in this place. It is all common folk. Uh and but you're immediately recognized as a yak folk as one of the clear proprietors approaches you with wet clay clearly on their hands and holding a uh like one of those wire cutters mm-hmm. uh, in one hand and goes oh wow huh it's been hmm two dozen years or so since i've seen one of your folk this far from the north i'm honored for your hooves to grace my rock friend what can i do for you well, I'm here looking to craft a new pot for myself and was hoping to use your facilities to do so. I see, I see. Well, I would be honored for you all to do so, but in lieu of a coin cost that I would have to ask you, I'd like you to perform a separate cost, a more personal cost, but a cost that I find more valuable than simple coin. What's the price? Well, I know that you and your people have quite the fascination with clay-based pottery, and in fact, there is some magical nature that goes into how you craft your pots. I'd ask that whatever ritual you perform to make that clay a little more alive, that you perform such a blessing on ten pounds of clay for me, in addition to whatever you would normally use for your pot. I will do so. Magnificent. I will adjourn you to the back room where the equipment you would require for both your ritual and space, that is, and the clay and the tools that you would, I'm sure, find to your standards for your pottery making. Please, follow me. I follow him. Uh, He takes you behind a large, heavy oaken door. There you can see there's a couple of other people spinning. 
Um, mm -hmm. Most of them don't look up from their work to notice you. And you can tell, by the way, as you've walked through this place, that th th this is a place of... I mean, it's wet clay and it smells of a kiln everywhere, but the, the, the merchandise that was available to be purchased up front was stacked in industrial ways. Like, it's clearly taken in... in stock loads up to the higher stores but it's not like poor quality work this the, the, the people here clearly do care about producing good wares hmm. uh, and so he shows you a seat that's too small by a lot for you <laughs> but uh, it certainly would work for making pottery I've had worse seats. He sort of smiles and goes, well, sorry to say we don't have the means for that aspect of your work, but I understand you are a hardy people, so even if you had to kneel, I'm sure you could do your, your fare with quite the ease. Yes, yes. I will, uh, how, how much clay do you need for your work, and I will bring all of the clay, and if you would perform your rites and rituals, um, let's see. About how big? Because the first pot I had was like my first level pot. This would right. be like this my is larger the second level one. Pot, right? Yeah. Um, and I said, how big was it? I want to say this one would be like. Two and a half feet yeah, tall. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and say it's like um, as tall as your elbow to fist. Okay. And wide enough, you know, to appropriate that kind of size. Yeah. I give him those measurements. Okay. So he, he trots along and a few minutes later produces the 20 or so pounds of clay you would need to do that, you know, and the ten pounds, uh, you he he asked you to bless, so it's like twenty in total. Okay. And he goes, well, I don't know what you need, but when you're done, I would uh, let me know, and I will gladly tell you what the cost is. It. I hope you don't find it too much. If I had to guess, unless you need too much extraneous extra powders and such to cause a good stiffening regent, uh, probably only about fifty or so, a uh, hundred gold tops. A small price to pay for such a important item. Agreed. And he sort of nods and lets you to your work. Did we talk about the costs for you to make pots? Um, for me to make it... Let me see. Um, I don't think he gave me any specifics on what it would cost. I do have my artisan's tools, so I do have my own tools that right. I brought, which I assume are like my yak folk pot making tools. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's go ahead and say it would cost 100 gold per tier of pot. Okay. To just be simple and straightforward. Um. And so since you're also performing the rites to make the clay more magical for his, you're only paying like 35 gold for the clay itself. Okay, cool. So 235 for everything. Great. 
and uh, then to mystify the clay for him. How much are you? What are you going to magically enchant it for the first level or the second level? Uh, second level. Okay, so that'd be another two hundred gold. So we're looking at four hundred and thirty-five. It costs me two an extra two hundred gold to use my own materials on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then it's going to be first level because okay. holy shit. Yeah. For for both or like you're making a tier two pot for you and a tier one pot for the artisan. Um. Or like I didn't know that I was making him a pot. I thought I was just enchanting his clay and making so me if, a pot. In fact, let's go ahead and half the cost for his pot then. So, 285 gold total. <laughs> That's going to be a first level one then. Yeah. So you need okay. me to spot you some gold. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you're I don't right. have... I have 250 gold. Like, I have not been given gold <laughs> I, for so I, many quests. <laughs> I, I have 310, so I can... I'm going to need some gold, Karak. I'm going to need to reach into that to poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, so how much... What do you need? Do it's you need 285 100? in total. Yeah. So um, what do you want? Just 100? Doesn't give you 100? Yeah, that would probably be okay. the best. Okay. Okay. And this is like gold in terms of like the cost of reagents and like special charms and stuff that you have. Yeah. I imagine there's like something cool where you like make a small bone and hide effigy that you like pray into for 30 minutes and then you crush and imbue it with like the spirit of an ancestor and then you take that bone powder and meld it into the clay or some cool shit. I don't know. Yeah, it'd probably be something like that, I imagine. Some kind of cool shit. I do yeah. some kind of cool shit to that clay. And uh, it's going to take you most of, if not a whole day to do this. Yeah. So strap in, Karak. Get ready <laughs> to get your exhaustion levels taken away. <laughs> Alright, so let's go back to the rest of the party. For a lot of gold. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> you know? You would ask Greg for gold. Yeah. Speaking of which, how long has it been since you last checked your pockets? Uh, I mean, I haven't had any reason to until now. Since so, when? So, uh, like, what, like the day after we got it from the dragon, I think? Yeah, so did you tell us how much gold we had? How much gold was thrown at us? Um, I, I, what did what you guys have right now? I say mine says three twenty five, but I don't know if I wrote down fistful of dragon gold. Yeah, um, I uh, I have two fifty, and I started with like ten. So yeah, so I think it was like two hundred and fifty gold is what you guys ended up having. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so low key, you guys are making five gold a day from magic replicating gold. Fucking oh, sweet. That's so, I'm just, about that life. Yeah. So just that's the one time I'm going to tell you. So bear it in mind. So okay. I go, you guys are going to travel for five days. Write, you know, twenty-five more gold in your inventory. I like oh, it. It's like a self-fluffing pillow for the dragon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, exactly. 
right. So, <laughs> do, they, do they have to just be really careful to not give away the magic self-replicating gold pieces? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. That's a weird thing for you to say. <laughs> yes. All right. So. I'm ready to fuck up some economies. All right. <laughs> Alright, so I guess we'll just go over to the, the building that we've been told to go to. Uh-huh. There's a couple uh, of guards standing out. Okay. And uh, they sort of greet you and ask, do, uh, do you have business here? We do. We they were asked them, by they don't Dragon. Care. They immediately step <laughs> It seems like a formality. <laughs> go, oh, okay. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Those are great guards. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they eyed you up. You're a trustful sort. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. So, okay, you guys walk in and are immediately hit by a wave of hot fucking air. Uh, as you can see, fucking lava <laughs> in the distance, heating a forge that uh, produces a glistening, shiny purple and violet liquid that is poured into molds and the molds are righted and then the molds are brought along by hooked pulleys and chains and then dropped and then opened and then you see like a section of this crystalline tube that's then put on like so you're sort of seeing the process in the distance uh, and as you're kind of wrapped up in this 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 forge actively going and it's you know people are going from one place to another everyone's working almost everyone is working until you realize that there's this uh, halfling standing in front of you, looking up, and for the third time has gone, What can I do for you? Oh, hello. So, we are here to buy ten feet of crystalline pipe. Uh, the halfling can hardly hold himself back from rubbing his hands together and goes, Ten feet, you say? Yep. Brilliant. Do you have a right of pa uh, a, <clears throat> a writ of patronage? Uh, I I do actually. Oh, produce it. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and get out the the piece of paper that has my you know my pedigree of my ancestry and whatnot. And he reads it over and goes. And he sort of looks over his shoulder a couple of times quickly and goes, May I? And he sort of points to that, the, the writ. Sure. He immediately scampers off and a couple of older looking halflings and a gnome and is ex speaking very, very quickly. It's almost hard to understand him, but he's clearly like, No, we really do. It's he, He's really from a royal family of some sort. You have to look. Look, please look at his writ. Uh, and so they, the, the sort of elder foreman types walk over towards you and the gnome sort of puts on a, a uh, monocle and then a monocle and then a monocle mm -hmm. to magnifyingly look at look upon you. He goes, hmm. And he sort of looks your writ over. Nalos. Hmm. You're one of those that sort of very respectfully uh, hands you back your writ. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're one of those Tritons, I believe? Uh, most say Tritons, but My to apologies. each third. My apologies. 
But uh, what brings you so far from home? Well, you know, it's the whole coming of age. We go see what's going on up here and have a a year or two of exploring and adventuring and deciding what we want to do with our lives. Hmm. Yes. Would you be welcome back to your home people? Should you return? Of course. Hmm. Hmm. Very well. Produce your hand for me. I have a message for your people when you return. Okay. I'll put my hand out. He, with his gloved hand, sort of grabs you by the wrist with one hand and then with a single finger draws into your palm. Uh, it seems to be some sort of intricate symbol uh, that sort of, as he finishes, you can see it. And it's a symbol that's outside the foundry. And it fades into your skin. Do doesn't hurt. No pain. And he goes, when you return, tell your parents or whoever it is, if it's yourself even, that runs your kingdom. Should you have any need for crystal and crystalline pipetry, you call upon us. We will ship what we need, what you need, as we can, to your people at the greatest of costs but conveniences. Your, our sign here on your hand will let you find us, I'm sure. Well, that is spectacular. I don't think any of us have heard of such amazing creations where we are from. Brilliant. Very well. I'm sure you're here for something. Yes. Uh, this is not a writ of uh, royalty that we recognize, but it is one that we will respect all the same. We normally offer a discounted price for the crystalline pipetry. Mm -hmm. For those who have a... How would you say? Hmm. Sort of like strokes his beard and pulls a little as he thinks. Ah, a permission from the Merchants Guild that runs this fisher. Should you take your right of patronage and probably let a couple gold coins fall out of your pouch, I'm sure they'd be fantastic to sign such a paperwork for you. Okie doke. Sounds fun. Otherwise, it will be over a hundred gold per foot of your crystalline pipetry order. And with the discount, how much would this, uh, would it be per foot? Less than 50, my young lady. Ah, okay. That's much better. Uh, can you point us in the direction of this uh, Merchant Guild? Yes, you will want to head along the south side of Maru's bed. There will be a mansion that resides there. It is the most wonderful craftsmanship in all of town. You will notice it immediately, I'm sure. The fine white marble will surely catch your eye. Mm. Perfect. Um, will you guys be open? What, what time of day is it? Hard to tell this far down, but the forge never cools. All right. If, if I am not here, my name is Miel Sotor, if it's fine by you to know it. You will find either of the two halflings that are much younger, he seems to say with a little bit of disdain, behind me. They are Felton and Melton, brothers, as you could guess. They always tend to come in pairs. The two brothers chuckle. But you will be All able right. to find one of the three of us when you return with your permissions. Excellent. Thank you. Very good. May the rock behind your feet always be steady.
And with that, he sort of turns on a heel and walks away, yelling at halflings and gnomes that are at work, but working slowly because they're like, is that a giant crab? <laughs> Sorry, writing down those names. Sure. All right, so what now? Well, I say head to the mansion because the merchants are clearly in charge here. And so um, I think it would be like that's who we're going to need to talk to um, for um, Chet. Sounds reasonable. And we have a writ of patronage from Chet, right? I don't know. We have a contract. We have a contract, but don't we have like a we work for him badge thing? I mean, I we've got those nifty little, like, C marks that he scarred into our hands when we first met him. Hmm. That might work as a, like, a patronage thing. I don't know. But okay. I mean, if that's what everybody else wants to do, I'm cool with that. We can also, like, check on Pahokwi if we wanted to, like, do it all together. Sure. Yeah, let's grab him. I'm sure it's going like super smooth for him to grab, <laughs> like clay and make a pot. That's that's probably no big deal. Yeah. Right, doesn't take any time. Mm. Oh. Not at all. <laughs> all right, so you all leave the place and mm-hmm. um, the, two, like- the 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 guards at the door that were very nice as you entered sort of stop you. So your bags are a little low on the weight? Yeah, it turns out that we have to go talk to the the merchants, guild leaders, and that'll help us get a a little bit of a discount that'll make our lives easier, and who knows, maybe we'll buy even more than we needed before. The two of them sort of smile and go, oh, yes, 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 yes. We know the deal. And they both sort of rest a hand on the bar to open the door, and they extend their palm. I shake their hand. One of them yep. sort of twitches an eyebrow and then let, shakes your hand, milady, and they both open the door and curse into a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we'll swing by the pottery place and be like, hey, Pohokwi, how's it going? You almost done yet? Um... I'm sure that I'm in the middle of some sort of weird yak folk ritual yeah. right now, or like in a trance as Karak sleeps on my chest. <laughs> like spinning Whoa. a wheel around making this pot. Yeah, there's actually like five pairs of ghost hands that are shaping the clay as Bogue, we sits there in a trance. My ancestral guardians! Huh. Alright, I guess he looks kind of busy. Well, off to the the south end of. Yeah, we can head off without him. Okay, so you guys leave, and you can see a sort of uh, what are those people who pull carts are called? Ruck, mm. rickshaw, rickshaw. There's sort of. I mean, that's not what the people are. 
but no, no, no. But that, that's what that service <laughs> yeah. is called. Yeah. There's a sort of rickshaw-like service that's standing out front of the pottering, and uh, there's a pair of dwarves, strong dwarvish men, uh, with big, burly muscles, very top-heavy. And uh, or I guess I guess they're actually they're very bottom-heavy. They would be right with that line of work. They'd be very <laughs> strong on their legs. Probably. So I guess regular dwarves then. Um, and a, a sort of gnome in very fine clothes approaches you all and goes, you all look like you're traveling quite the distance upon the bottom of Marrow's bed. May I interest you in my young men here, pulling you to your destination quicker than your regular feet would take you? Uh, how long of a journey is um, uh, by foot? Oh, it depends on where you're going, young lady. We, uh, cat. We, We're going to the Merchant's Guild, people. Yeah, sorry. Are you fine? Ah, yes, the fine mansion of the guild itself. It would take you just over a day on foot to travel such a distance. But within the fine, he sort of like backhandedly slaps one of the shoulders of the dwarves pulling the rickshaw. Upon the shoulders and thighs of my good young men here, you will reach there within half a day. And not a sweat of exhaustion upon you. Hmm. What's the price on that? An excellent question by someone that knows the market. It would only be a trifling five gold per person. For the entire trip? How much for a giant crab? Well, the giant crab would be a daunting task, but I feel that it would be able to keep pace. Well, then why would I need to ride in a cart? Well, what about your compatriots? They seem to lack the legs and speed that your magnificent steed would. Hmm. You look like a man on a quest, dare say. Wouldn't you want to get there as soon as possible to handle whatever could affront you? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, we're not in that much of a hurry. Besides, I could, I could use some exercise. I know. Would you be willing to do, say, three gold a person? Three gold a person, and I could save that time finding myself a couple bottoms of flagons of ale down by up one of the pulleys. That's a place, by the way, up by the pulleys. They're not too far from here. You should go. They have fantastic ale and wine. But I didn't get paid for that, although I kind of did. Wink. Um, he doesn't say wink. He just winks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I recognize the execution of that as a little weird. Um, anyway, so he says, but three gold? No, I could not do that. I would make better time finding other patrons. Four gold will be the lowest I could possibly go. And if you decline me further, I will find others. Mm. What do you guys think? I just want I'm to up for some sightseeing. That's, that's four gold. Like, for the entire trip, right? That's not some kind of sneaky four gold a day or anything? Well, it's only a half day to get there. Oh, I guess that's true. Okay. That's fine. But I I want to um, go leave a note for Pahokui saying where we've gone. Very good. Please, do so. I will have my boys water and eat up before your trip. 
Okay, I take a small piece of parchment, a square, and I um, write a note on it, and then and then stick it to Pahokui's meditating forehead. Okay. And then the rest of you get on the rickshaw and go. Hmm. I mean, they can ride in the rickshaw, and I can just follow behind. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get in. Not all of the rest of them. I mean, Karak is on this rickshaw known as this experience. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of picture, like, Karak's going to wake up every now and then during the ritual and be like, huh. That's still happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, but as the party... Plus Nalos goes to the Merchant's Guild headquarters and Karak and Bahogui have a spooky time. Uh, that's where we'll end it tonight. I hope you all enjoyed another night of Dungeons and Dragons. And, oh my god, what is that? It's like flying around in my room. It's like the size of a horsefly. Let me grab it. The size of a house? Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. That's weird. It's like, it's a piece of papyrus. And on it says... Visit criticalwick.com for high-quality soy candles. The bottom of each candle has a metal die of some sort. Perfect for Dungeons & Dragons. All the, the scents are D&D flavored. My god, they've just come out with new scents recently. Go to criticalwick.com and buy some soy candles. Anyway, so <laughs> advert aside... We have just had a lovely session with our druid. Hey, this is Clay. I'll see you next time. Our rogue. Hi, this is Elise. See you next week. Our barbarian. This is Pahokwi in the middle of spinning, Clay. See you next week. Ha. Um, our bard. Hey, it's me, Lauren. It's been fun. And our fighter. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks for listening. And did you know that Chesapeake like, likes belly rubs? Apparently they sleep. The more you know. Good night, everybody. Crab facts. <laughs>